0: everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. Because of the holiday, you're hearing this episode a day earlier than usual, and I wanted to give a special conversation in light of the Thanksgiving holiday, so I invited my little sister to come on the podcast, Lindsay Gentry, and this has been a long time coming. We said this at the beginning of the episode, but it's strange to think that she has known me longer than anyone in our entire life, other than my grandparents and my parents, and also, there are. memories that we have that nobody knows about because we were sisters and growing up and just living life together and there are things that even our friends or Scott may not know about which is kind of fun and so I just wanted to have a conversation that was full of family and felt warm and just special right ahead of this Thanksgiving holiday so here's my sister Lindsay Gentry. This holiday season, we are looking for that perfect gift for that family member or friend. And there's a piece that I have that I love that I wanted to tell you about because maybe it'll make a good gift for that person that you have in mind. It is a necklace from Rosera and it's a part of the Stephanie Bear collection. It has a dot, dot, dot on it. And I love that it's been a marker in this season of hopeful expectation in the waiting, plus it's beautiful. And at Rosera, they believe that jewelry should be meaningful. So each piece is designed with this in mind to serve as a day daily reminder of important values, stories, or people in your life. Plus, you're supporting a powerful mission. Rosera's mission is to employ and empower women survivors of homelessness and domestic violence. They offer their makers a living wage, one-on-one financial counseling, food and clothing assistance, and referrals to free mental health counseling. So that makes it really the most significant and powerful gift to give this season. Visit www.rosera.com slash Nick Dutton, N-I-K-K-D-U-T-T or use promo code Nick Dutton, all caps, no spaces, N I K K D U T T O N for 15% off of your purchase. I hope that this is the perfect gift for that person that you have in mind. Okay. Today is a little bit of a different episode because I've had people on here who know me well, but you are by far the person who's known me the longest. It's weird to think that you've known me longer than Scott has known me. That's kind of a weird thought. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I was thinking about it last night. The, per- the only person who has known you longer is was like mom, mom and dad. Yeah. Meemaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's genuinely all.
0: Yeah. So obviously I have my sister on today. Her name is Lindsay and some people listening know you, but then there are some people that are meeting you for the first time. For the people that are meeting you for the first time, can you tell them like what you do and like what your life looks like in this season?
1: Yeah. Um, I honestly don't really know how to describe what's going on. I mean, I feel like I'm just kind of chilling. I've been in the retail world for over like 6 years now. And so right now I'm with Target and I'm a part of their leadership team in the Atlanta area. And it's really cool because I just like love the people that I work with and a lot of the people that I work with retail is like looked at as for a lot of people it's like this job where it's kind of just like a stepping stone to where you want to get. And so I just like being a part of that like in between process. And helping, especially a lot of younger people that work at Target, helping them figure out what they want to do and where they want to go. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. And I Yeah, you and Scott will, are the same yeah. in that
0: way. You guys both like to use like the job that you're at now to help people get to where they want to go.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, that's what I do for my job, but I live in Atlanta and just chilling.
0: Yeah. And it's fun. I think I said this on another episode this summer, but you actually got to move into the same area that we used to live in, which is like really fun. So a lot of your neighbors are our neighbors. And that has just been like a super cool thing too.
1: Quite literally right below (laughs) where you guys live. (laughs)
0: It would have been crazy if we had kept the condo that we were in in Atlanta, we would have been like just a couple stairs apart from each other's front doors, which is crazy. Oh man, that
1: would have been a vibe. I know. Even now, people
0: listening know that obviously we're buying a house in Columbus, but even yesterday, Scott was like, what if we just abandoned ship and buy something in Atlanta instead? (laughs) (laughs) He says that all the time, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do think it is kind of cool because you and Scott are both similar that way. Like it's called HR or people development, but you both really enjoy working with people and helping them figure out what they want to do and then helping them get there from the positions that you're in. I think that's really special.
1: It's crazy because I'm like, I have no idea what what I want to do from 10 years from now, but I'm just like, as long as I'm helping other people, I remember I told you, um, you and Scott, whenever I was there a couple weekends ago, how at Impact, the program we went to, mm-hmm. we had, we all like had to take this like super serious like career test and everyone was getting all like, oh, you need to be a nurse or you need to be, and mine was like bartender. And I was like, <laughs> don't. <dope. What? laughs> yeah. yeah. Why so do you think I, it said that? Or like, how
0: have you seen that play out? Just with people, like interacting with people?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I just like interacting with, I, I feel like I like interacting with people who I don't know better <laughs> sometimes. I know that's really bad, but. Yeah. No, I I feel that too.
0: Like sometimes I, it's, I mean, on some of those strengths things that we did, it's called woo, you know, like winning others Uh over. I really enjoy going into a room or a store or a place where I don't know people and just kind of building those initial relationships. I can feel that way too.
1: But yeah, I, I, that's what I like to do.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So, since you've known me longer than anyone else, obviously, me, ma, and mom kind of come into the picture. But since you've known me the longest, Mm -hmm. uh, what is something that you think people should know about me, but they don't know? Or what's something that you know about me that you feel like others don't know?
1: So, this could go a couple different ways. One thing that literally no one knows, like only me and you will know is whenever, um, mom and dad were gone at work, we would jump off the staircase. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it's so crazy because I was thinking about this last night, like mom and dad would come home from work and like our hair would just be all disheveled. And we like fully were just hours of jumping off the ledge onto like a pile of pillows. Well, yeah, because like the 90s
0: and the early 2000s were a very different time. And so we, mom and dad always worked full time growing up. So, And we lived in a lot of different places, which meant we didn't have a extended family or even like a lot of friends. And the friends that mom and dad did have were working at their jobs with them. And Mm -hmm. so we stayed home by ourselves all the time. And now that's like a huge no-no. People always have nannies and things like that. But we, whoops. But it was also just the time. I remember staying home by ourselves and mom and dad being like, just lock the door. And if they ordered us pizza, we had to wait until the person got in their car and drove away before we could get the pizza. And we had to like leave the dollars under the mat and stuff. But Yeah, in in a couple of our houses, they had living rooms that were down below the upstairs. And so there was a stairwell, like a stairs with like a railing and then it it kind of went across at the top with like a landing sort of. And so we would pile all the couch cushions and blankets and pillows that we could find in the middle of the living room. And we would (laughs) pretend like we were climbing a mountain and go all the way
1: up. (laughs) And I would jump from the landing and you would most of the time not. Well, rightfully so i mean call me weenie weenie (laughs) hut jr whatever but like freaking you're like bet you won't go from right yeah you're absolutely (laughs) you were also five years younger so i mean it was a little bit different but it was exhilarating like jumping all the way from the top down (laughs) like like i would literally be clinging on to that like my life flashing before my eyes. I'm like, I have to do this because I want to be as cool as Nikki. (laughs) Um, But no, like having that little story, I feel like a lot of people just like growing up, our parents were like, I was telling mom this the other day too. Like, I feel like in our, because I'm in my 20s and like for mom and dad, that was like, you had to have kids by then and then like you do your career and then you retire. Where for me, I'm just like, especially with stuff that's happened in our lives. I'm like, you don't know, like, you don't have that promise of like retirement. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I'm going to like really live my twenties and, you know, to the fullest. And so the difference in that though, is that like mom and dad were like getting into their careers after they had Mm -hmm. us like full on. And so we were just like, I mean, we did daycare and like babysitters, but
0: (laughs) yeah, something that people don't know about you is that you got kicked out of daycare for throwing dirt at someone and trying to like hit them.
1: (laughs) Well, it just, it was so weird. They were weirdos. And like, remember we would stand, um, they had like a big girl playground and a little girl playground. And we would stand at the fence and hold hands the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think part of that, too,
0: was just always being the new kid. We were the new kid all the time. Yeah. uh, For you, you got to move, I guess, to Noonan and go to school from elementary up with like most of your class, but I mean, especially in your younger years, but all the way for me through high school or middle school, we Mm -hmm. were always the new kid. We were always in a new city. We were in a new school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about how we had a friend this weekend who turned 34 and that's normal. I'm 31, Scott's 32, like one of our best mm-hmm. friends is 34. And I was thinking that when dad was 34, I was 12 years old, which is right.
1: crazy. I'm just like, wow, it was a different time. Genuinely, yeah. it was a different time. Like It really was. It's just, But for like going back to what you were talking about with what people don't know about you is like, a lot of the independence from the both of us stems from that because we just were like, All right, like I remember cause we were living in Oklahoma and genuinely like freaking F E five tornadoes, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. coming through and they're like, Okay, like Nikki, take your little sister down to the basement, get a mattress, like so that's yeah.
0: Yeah, we grew up in Oklahoma, so you were born in Georgia, which is so random mm-hmm. because we didn't Very even random. live in Georgia that long. At mm-hmm. that time. I think that at that time in our childhood, we lived in Georgia for maybe two years. And even a big chunk of that, I stayed with mema in Oklahoma, like during a whole yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, and so our family, dad's family is from Oklahoma. Mom's family is from Kansas. So our roots are from there. But we lived also in a lot of cities in those states. We lived in Georgia and we lived in Colorado. So we bounced around a lot. And it was because, I think I've said this on the podcast before, it was because dad was really good at what he did. And he was Mm -hmm. really good at going into a distribution center that was failing. And so then we would go to a place where things were not going well. It meant that we were just always on the move. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It just was very independent. I remember coming home from, I remember riding the bus home in Oklahoma and we lived at the end of that little cul-de-sac and there was like one other house like on Mm -hmm. our street. It was like undeveloped so far. And I remember that um, my bus driver would drop me off and I was this like little tiny person and I would like (laughs) walk down my street like up into and I would put in the garage code walk into the house put the garage down and my (laughs) bus driver was really sweet because he would wait until I had got into the house before he would pull away which was just really sweet and I remember I would walk in the house I would say hello to Abigail and Claire our two cats (laughs) and then I would go and I would get my afternoon snack and sometimes It was a snack bowl that was left in the refrigerator. Or sometimes it was, I would make those instant mashed potatoes with the flakes. I would just make a big pot of mashed potatoes for myself. And I would take my pot of mashed potatoes and sit on the couch and watch Dragon Tales and Arthur until (laughs) i dad (laughs) got home. What was I doing? That, well, that was when I was in fourth grade. So I was Uh, way too young. I was like fourth grade, fifth grade. So I was way too young to be watching you. So Mm -hmm. I was just come home. And it was just for, an hour or two after school. And I've talked to mom about that. And she said that she remembers calling the state of Oklahoma and asking them what is legal and illegal because my daughter (laughs) wants to stay by herself and she's, you know, eight or nine years old. And she's saying she wants to stay by herself after school instead of going to daycare. But is that allowed? And this was, you know, the nineties. And so, They said, "Sure. I mean, if that's what she wants to do. I guess it was early that's 2000s." Crazy. Yeah. So I I remember that too. What are other things you remember from growing up? Or how would you describe our childhood to people who ask you about it?
1: Um, well, I mean, really just like having that independence. I was something kind of funny happened like about a month ago because we I was at a wedding and part of the um wedding parties like family was just like, you know, like we really don't want you to drink alcohol. And it was fun because I was like, ooh, like we have rules. Like because <laughs> like growing up we were just like, you know, like, I don't know. It was just very much so like you treat each other well and if we got in fights then like we would just brawl it out and then there's that. Like <laughs> it's not like we were ever bad. I mean... Were we bad kids. I don't think we we're bad kids. I
0: don't think so. Even the things that we got in trouble for, or even like the like, I think about like my emo years when we were in did Colorado. People know about that? I don't know if people do know about that. But when we were living in Colorado, I was in middle school. I was a new kid yet again. I remember this was a big moment because I was in school in Colorado, and I was writing my name on our on my papers. You know how you, how you had to write your name and your Ooh, class you did number. A heart. No, I would well for sure. I definitely did, but I was always Nicole Gentry, number six. I was number six in like every what? class I went to. It was really weird, Girl. and I was writing Nicole Gentry on my paper. And I remember erasing Nicole and writing Nikki Gentry instead. You're and like, from then on, erase
1: Nikki slasher. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Yeah. The old Nikki can't come to the phone right now because she's dead. Because I did. I I changed my whole... And that was because our family called me that, you know? And so I just erased it. And so anyway, that's just a good picture of how in middle school, I was just trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to be about. And in Colorado, it was really interesting because... We actually lived out in the plains and it was more country. It was very, very country. Yeah, it we was went like to school with people who desert. were, <laughs> and, and they were cowboys and they rode bulls and like they yeah. had horses. It was very, very country. Um, but we loved going up to the mountains with dad and yeah. we would ski and snowboard. And I, to this day, it's something that both Scott and I love so much. And, mm-hmm. Because of that as well, and just the time of life, I got really into emo music and dressing kind of <laughs> skater, snowboarder. And I think you my screen name was like Blonde Snowboarder 22 was my screen <laughs> name. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there was lots of versions of us growing up,
1: I feel like. E- oh. Dude, yeah. But Thanks. what you
0: were saying is even those things we never were bad kids but our yeah. home was different. We didn't have a lot of rules. Um I mean the the biggest rules were to respect mom and dad, and then to love each other. That was kind of it. And from there, it wasn't really strict past that. Even when it came to curfew or things like that, it was more of a, as long as they knew where we were and as long as they Mm -hmm. knew what we were doing, it was fine. And that was very different from a lot of, especially when we moved to Georgia, that was very different from other people's experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But,
0: How would you describe our family? When people ask you, what's your family like? What do you say?
1: Dude, can you answer first? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because what, what would you say?
0: I mean, I think like, well, I talk a lot about how our family is really spread out. How it's it, it uh-huh. was interesting too. Growing up, we didn't live by grandma and grandpa or Mima mm-hmm. and at all, or our uncles and aunts. And so even a couple summers ago, we had our uncle Mike who passed away suddenly, and it was mm-hmm. so sad and really unexpected. And so we found ourselves in Kansas for the first time. And this was right after COVID or right on the end of it. So mm-hmm. we hadn't Seen them, not just because we had been distant, but because we also weren't able to travel and see them for a long time. And we talked about how interesting it was to be in a place, and we got to see ma that year too, where you people share your same last name or they look like you. Or when you're walking around town, people say, oh, you're a Miller, which is mom's maiden name. Mm -hmm. Or you're a Gentry, you know, dad Mm -hmm. and Mima's side. And that's weird because growing up, we didn't necessarily have that. So I do talk about that a lot when I describe our family that it's, I mean, there's so much love in our family, but there is a lot of distance, physical distance because we've never gotten to live around the corner from our family, which is different.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I because re- I just was so jealous too. Because like whenever we were in Kansas, like you, and for the people who don't know, my you look like my mom, look like mom, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I look like
0: dad, and so like drastic, like dark hair, light hair, dark eyes, yeah. light eyes, like yeah. tan skin, light skin,
1: yeah, and so. Like it was weird because it's just like oh wow like people are recognizing you as like they oh my gosh you look just like your mom or like whenever I'm in Oklahoma they'll just be like oh you look just like your dad and mm-hmm. so it is weird because I we've never had that before. It um, is. It,
0: that kind of goes back to that independence thing. We've just always been kind of on our own. And, and then when I think about our family, our immediate family, it was just our family of four forever, wherever we went, yeah, whatever yeah. we were doing, it was just me, you, mom, dad, and then a whole host of animals that came right. and went along the way. And Jeez. that was kind of fun too. I, I was thinking that even though that sounds silly, animals have always been a huge part of our life. I mean, oh, since yeah. I can remember, we've always um, had a pet, <laughs> a dog, a cat. And I was thinking about this. I think we talked about this, but when, um, I think it was when we were in middle school, I was in middle school, you were in middle school, we got into our hamster phase and we had a ton of hamsters, yep. but they yep. kept dying. And so we yep. got put on like a blacklist at PetSmart. But I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen this. A lot of people know, now. I told you. No, I've seen it on TikTok as well, though, that they hibernate. they're hi- So I, we buried
1: a ton of hamsters, I think, that were just cold. It's just like, I, I could have sworn that whenever I was saying with you and Scott, that I told you guys this, and you guys were like, huh? But no, seriously, like, it, yeah, that's crazy. The and fact we had, that- we've always had cats. We've
0: always had dogs. And so even— You I had a that snake. Sounds- I, I, oh yeah, that's probably something a lot of people don't know. And I was actually pretty scared of it, but it was kind of a thing where, um, dad would always talk about how much I love snakes and he would call me like Steve Irwin and stuff like that. And we were, would stop Mm, by the pet store and yeah, honestly, I think (laughs) like yesterday was Steve Irwin day or something like that. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: No wonder I was a little
0: down. And um, I, I remember dad and I like stopped by like a reptile shop one Saturday and it was, we were just (laughs) looking around, we were just kind of seeing and dad kind of like issued like a gauntlet, like you won't get a pet snake you say you love animals because he would always say you would give mouth-to-mouth to to a cobra yeah and and I said well you know I I would say you wouldn't give mouth-to-mouth to to a cobra well I was like I would I would I would have a snake I would definitely have a snake and Uh um so we ended up he got me this book, like this book on um, ball pythons. And then I went home and I read it. And then he, dad asked, do you want to go back and get it? And I was kind of scared, but I did. And so for about a year or two, we had this snake. And I I mean, we took good care of it, but it freaked me out the way that we had to feed it. And it just was spooky to me. It just was so spooky, but I pretended like I didn't care and that it was fine. And the end of that, was we listed it on Craigslist, Craigslist again, dude. different time, and we listed it on <laughs> Craigslist, the? said free to a good home. And the weirdest woman came <laughs> and picked it up, and it no, was just me and dad there. Um, uh, well, I'm sure she's so happy as old. can be, but she, I don't even remember her name, but she had like bright red hair and she wouldn't leave. Like we, we gave her the snake and we were ready. And so dad made up a reason why we had to, oh, we've got to leave right now. And he, so he shut the garage door and we got in the car and started to pull out of the driveway, but we had nowhere to go. We just wanted this yeah. lady to leave our house. I recently released an episode with Brad McDonald called Quit But Don't Give Up, and I've heard from so many people that it's a favorite from this season so far, and I think the reason so many of us resonate with that message that Brad offered and just with who Brad is in himself is that a lot of us feel stuck in our career and our calling and our purpose and our leadership, and we're trying to figure out how to get unstuck, and Brad has amazing experience and has actually served as a coach for years. Scott did coaching with Brad a year ago. I gave it to him as a holiday gift and it has made a huge, huge difference in his career and his purpose. So Pattern Talent, if you're wondering what it is, is a purpose-driven consulting firm focused on designing transformations that develop leaders. I think the keyword there is transformation and develop. For anyone who is listening that wants to have that transformation in this new year, or wants to take that next step in your calling, I couldn't recommend Pattern Talent more. They serve individuals and companies through one on one group coaching or through a tailor made toolkit that can be delivered through coaching, consulting, teaching, and training. You can find out more at patterntalent.co. Or if you want to just go ahead and sign up, you can email them hello at patterntalent.co. I can't reiterate enough that this is such a good gift to give someone. Or a great gift to give yourself as you're looking into the new year. You can use my promo code Nikki Dutton, all caps and no spaces, for 10% off of a six month coaching agreement. Again, that's Nikki Dutton at PatternTalent.co and use promo code Nikki Dutton for 10% off of your six month agreement. But yeah, those are some things. I know those are kind of silly things, but I think. Our family was just very, like, as individuals, we were independent, but also as a family unit. We just were in different places. And I think also something about our family is, and this has affected the way that I build family now, is there were people in our family that were friends with mom and dad
1: that we referred to as aunt or uncle. Dude, yeah, I know. I, like, was looking through pictures last night to, to send to you, and just, like, You know, Jim Parcher and just like all of us like tubing and like those were really just like, you know, family. Yeah. And they were
0: Mm -hmm. people that dad met through work and dad was such a good leader that they would move when we moved. So if we moved to Colorado, they would move their entire family there. Or if we moved to Oklahoma or to a different city, they would go to. And so... Yeah, I think that is also something that I think a lot about when I think about us growing up. And I think about our family. We were pretty adventurous. We would go on vacations and we would go snowboarding and skiing and things like that. So that was also a big part of growing up. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about dad because we've already talked about dad in a lot of ways. And Uh I know this is super sensitive, especially Uh because I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, I I, I miss dad every day. And people who listen to this podcast know that we lost dad five years ago, which is really surreal. uh, In some ways, it feels much longer than five years. Mm -hmm. And then in other ways, it feels like it hasn't happened yet. Like sometimes I forget. Um, But I, I was even thinking about you know, this week is Thanksgiving and I remember the first holiday we spent without dad was Thanksgiving. And do you remember me and Scott and Scout and mom all came to your little <laughs> one bedroom apartment in Mississippi? Do you
1: remember that for that first Thanksgiving? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, no, I didn't know that that was the first holiday. It's kind of a blur, but uh, yeah, I remember that. And we watched The Office. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah and mean yeah. it was because
0: you were working retail so you didn't have yeah. the time off. so yeah. we all drove there and it was seriously, it was me, you, mom. because that's when scout Rudy was like, there because it freaked <laughs> your cat Rudy out like crazy. and um so we had to keep them in separate rooms. I also think Bentley and Jackson were there, our mom's dogs and who, I, Annabelle was there. It was all yeah. in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a little stressful because it was a lot it of was. people and a lot of feelings. But yeah, yeah, that was our first holiday without dad, which is kind yeah. of crazy to think.
1: Grief is just weird because mm. um, I don't know if you've seen that image online, but it's like where grief is like this little circle, and instead, you like think that you know it's just gonna your circle of grief is just gonna get smaller and smaller. But, um, in reality, what happens is just like your circle stays the same size, Mm -hmm. like that pain that we both like feel and felt like on that day. And the, you know, all of that, like we feel that same pain every day. It's just the world is like getting bigger and bigger around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of explains it because um, I mean, whenever <clears throat> everything happened, I was going through a lot myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were
0: caring for dad physically in a lot of yeah. ways too, because he was living with you and yes. you guys were kind of going through those things together.
1: Yeah. Um, cause yeah. So I was like going through my own, um, at the time I was actually in a PHP which was partial hospitalization program for therapy because I just like was having, I just was going through some stuff and, um, dad, he was going through his sickness. So I was like, let's, you know, let's just live together. And so that same one bedroom that we had (laughs) is where, you know, we lived and, um, yeah. So, And I just remember like when everything happened, everyone was just like, okay, how are we going to, how, how do we make sure Lindsay, like that was a whole nother Mm -hmm. thing, Mm -hmm. which I can't even imagine being in the other position Mm -hmm. because I remember like when you did, like you called me and you were just like, I like, I, I I don't even know what I thought something. I don't know. But you were just like, um, you need to go be with someone right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, Huh? And I just was like, Oh my like, you need to go back mm-hmm. to therapy right now, like go be with someone. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Okay. And at the time my therapist, I remember she was like getting her nails done or something and she like came to my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I remember that because I was in Chicago. I was in class. I was in grad school Yeah, and um, I got a phone call from someone because dad was actually at that time, which I'm very grateful for this in some ways, was staying with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got a call from Because I had gotten them. sick. Right. Right. And so he had, and he had been doing at that point, he would come to Georgia and stay with some friends and then go here and go there. He was kind of like a little bit mobile between all these different places. And, um, I remember I got the phone call. I actually got a voicemail. I had stepped out of class for a class break Mm -hmm. and I had a voicemail and I knew as soon as I heard Mm -hmm. the voicemail, even though they didn't say, Ah, and I think I called
1: crazy.
0: Well, yeah. And so then I called mom first um, or maybe she was calling me at that same time. I can't remember. It, that part's a little bit blurry to me. I remember where I was standing. I remember, like, what the day looked like. I remember physically, yeah. like, how I was. I even remember what I was wearing. But, like, the conversations are kind of blurry because there were so many that happened so fast then. Yeah. But I remember your I, your mom. She's also my mom. I remember <laughs> mom being like, how are we going to tell your sister? Who's going to tell your sister? And Yeah, because no one that, lived in the same state. Like, Mom no one lived in did a i was state. right and even physically in that moment i was in chicago scott was yeah. in georgia you were in mississippi mom was in either kansas Jeez. or iowa at the time and dad was in alabama and so it yeah. was just really really kind of chaotic and and so yeah. even going back to like our i think our dynamic growing up i was the one who like kind of made mm-hmm. that call to yep. you, which is a brutal and just like awful thing, which I know there's so many people listening who have to make calls like that if they've lost a family <laughs> member, if something's happening or there's bad news. But yeah, it, it was surreal. And that was July 2018 because Scott and I had just
1: gotten mm-hmm, married in June 27th.
0: 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I remember too, like I had just gotten out of therapy for the day. And I was like, I'm going to go work out and I'm going to call Nikki. I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble tonight. I might get some self-help books. Like I was really feeling myself. So I was like, you were were actually at a really good spot. Yeah. I was like in, I was at a park and I don't, I have, it's kind of like weird. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like, I have a picture from like We obviously don't know the exact time when everything happened, but Mm -hmm. I have a picture where I, like, took, like, of just, like, the park and, like, the Mm -hmm. scenery, and I was just, like, "Had you made me a playlist. And so, Mm -hmm. or I don't know if I had that playlist by then, but I...
0: I think you did. I I think it was because I remember making it in the apartment.
1: Yeah. So I was, like, listening to music, and then I was just, like, you know, I'm just going to just be healthy <laughs> and yeah. then I Which was like is oh, honestly
0: yeah. a gift it's a gift that you were at a higher point emotionally then I, because
1: yeah I think I that makes how. a
0: huge difference
1: honestly and I remember I was like I'm gonna call Nikki and I just want to like tell her like like I feel like I know that I knew that you were at school but I was like I feel like she would Mm-hmm. it would encourage you because a lot of the time when we did talk, I was just not really in a great place. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that's what I think I can't, I can't remember. If I called you first, but I was like, and I heard your voice. And I was like, what happened? Like, yeah. I thought, I thought Scott did something. <laughs> like, I like, Scott. <laughs> I like, I was like, cause you guys had just, I knew Scott, but I was just like, yeah. what happened? What happened? Yeah. And yeah. but. I mean, I know that's like super like in detail and morbid, but it's just interesting to think about.
0: Yeah, it is. Your brain is just trying to, your brain is trying to find some kind of answer or something specific or solid Mm -hmm. when things are not. Certain, and there was so much uncertainty that had happened. I mean, even the day of our wedding with dad's health, and then just like family dynamics, and like just a lot of things personal things that everyone was going through for the years leading up to that two or three years before that. There was just a lot of uncertainty, and so I think your brain just tries to find an answer and tries to find something that it can hold on to, and that's just like hard. It's just really, really hard, but. Yeah. I mean, I, and you said it like grief is just so complex. And so Mm -hmm. even though that's five years ago and I'm not crying about it, talking about it now, it depends. Sometimes I do feel like crying. Sometimes I don't. It just, it's weird. And I, I don't know why sometimes it feels easier than other times, but I do know the, the holidays are always just a little bit more sensitive. I definitely Mm -hmm. think about dad more. And I was thinking, you know you've been through this, and I've been through this as well. But what would you say to someone who's maybe listening to this and they're about to spend their first Thanksgiving or Christmas without someone? What would you encourage them, or what would you say to them?
1: Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I guess just be like, just be present, like be there. I don't want to say be present mm-hmm. because that's like honestly, like sounds so cliche, but just be there because um i mean full transparency like this is probably one of the first times that we've been able to talk about like that day without Mm -hmm. one of us like you know just like having a hard time which we both are having a hard time but like yeah just be there because like um, I don't know how what life would have looked like or, you know, if I didn't have family that showed up. And yeah. um, I'm very thankful now because um the holidays feel a lot different because I'm kind of in a headspace and like mentally – Where I can show up for you and mom and, you know, other friends and stuff. And so that's just kind of different because uh, I get, I don't, you know, it's not like, oh, we're like walking on eggshells, but Mm -hmm,
0: Yeah, I agree. I would say the same thing. I think that it's important to be present and it's important to allow yourself to feel the hard feelings, but also to feel the good feelings. And that can feel really complicated. Um, Obviously, we had to practice that on day one because we were navigating our wedding and we were navigating dad's illness. And so it was a very like visceral very good thing and very hard thing, um, but I think that um, I think that it's it's complicated, and I I'm not very comfortable with that being complicated. That feels really mm-hmm. like uncomfortable to go between the two. But I have tried as best as I can, even if it's in a private or personal moment, to. Mm -hmm. let myself feel sad or to feel whatever I need to feel. And sometimes I pull away for those things, not because I don't want anyone to see it, but because I can be so alert when I'm with other people that for me to be able to really dig into my own self, I kind of need that space or I need that, you know, alone time to be able to really think about it. And so, yeah, I think that's another important thing. It's just to give yourself space to feel both. It's okay to enjoy Mm -hmm. the holiday movies or, you know, laugh with friends or, or just enjoy yourself. And that doesn't mean you're not in a healthy place or that you're not grieving or that you're forgetting the person. It's just life is both. Like it happens at both times. And I think we had to practice that a lot in these first holidays. And now again, we're five years out. So it's been a lot of practice, but um, I do think that that has been a big part of it too.
1: For sure. 100% agree.
0: And I was going to say too, we're getting close to the end, but you have, you mentioned you've done therapy in a lot of ways and that you've mm-hmm. found health and healing. What are some things that have been helpful to you in your mental health journey <clears throat> or even right now? What are some things that you're learning that you've seen or that have been really beneficial to you?
1: Um, I mean, it really, at the beginning of like my journey with mental illnesses, I, I Really, like, the name of the game was honestly, like, distraction and just, like, finding healthy ways to distract yourself. Um, and so, like, right now, um, and something that we, like, get to enjoy together is, um, like, watching movies and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, reading books, like you, um, recommended Magnolia to me that one. Yeah. And that was like the first time I, like the first book and I was like, oh my gosh, I can read. Like, I love this. (laughs) And so like,
0: that was huge for me the last few years too, is reading like narratives and just stories and uh, fiction versus reading like a self-help or like a faith or just like a be better book, you know, even though those are so good, you've even talked about Mm -hmm. those were helpful for you. Yeah. Like, it's just nice to read a
1: story sometimes and to get lost in it. Yeah. I, you like really have to, um, or uh, not everyone, but like people who do struggle, um, have to train your brain and like, just make a routine where you're able to like, be alone in a healthy space and like healthy mindset. Because, um, I mean, I've lived on my own since I was, like, 18. Like, Mm -hmm. I've, like, lived in apartments and stuff. And so it's just very important to make sure, like, and you've always helped me, like, no matter where I moved, to, like, try and make sure that I have a space where it, like, feels, you know, good and clean. And, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have even had friends where when I lived in Mississippi in that same apartment after Dad passed away, like, I just, it just, like, was felt so dark and like I remember I had friends who would come over and um would literally get index cards like write bible verses on and put them above each window and like yeah so like just really making like I have honestly the best friends and family to like get me through it um Mm -hmm. but you have to also like embrace that because for a very very long time I kind of just like stiff-armed everyone and um you know that's only gonna get you so far
0: yeah and I think as even coming back to something we talked about in the beginning there's just something really significant about the place that you're living right now because we had so many good memories there because the people who live in that building are so special and because I don't know. It's just a fresh space. It's a place that you enjoy. It's in an area of the city that you love. And that physical, the physical space around you makes a huge difference, a huge, huge difference in how you feel.
1: Yeah, it, it it does.
0: Well, with, I was going to say with this episode coming out, um, right before Thanksgiving too, what are some of your favorite holiday memories that you remember from us growing up or what are some things that you're looking forward to You'll, when this releases, you'll literally be in route on your way to our <laughs> house.
1: I know that's crazy. Um, okay. So probably, so, um, Christmas at Briar Grove, obviously that's like a mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, So Briar Grove was the
0: house we lived at in Georgia. And that's like, when I think of home, even though we lived in so many different homes, that feels like my childhood home. That's the home that feels like the most to me.
1: I remember, so every year, I think this was from Grandma Rose where she would get chocolate covered cherries for... Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so... Every year. Yeah, and that's the only time of year we have them. Of- yeah, yeah. Every year, we get chocolate-covered cherries. And, um, like, ever since I can remember. And I can't remember how old I was, but I was, like, old enough to, you know, like, get a big present. And I remember, like, opening presents and being everyone's being like, you were like, Lindsay, this is your big present. This is your big one. And I was so, I was like, Ooh, you know, like so excited. And I open it and it's the chocolate covered cherries that we get every year. And I was like a little brat about it. And I was like, like what the heck? Like, why why'd you do that? And um I I don't know who it was. It was either you or dad. You were like, Hey, why don't you go ahead and like can I have can I have one of them? Can I have one of your chocolate covered cherries? And I was like, dude, no, like just forget about it. And then finally you were like just oh just open the box and then, um, whenever we, whenever I opened the box, I had like the LG chocolate phone in there and I was like, ah, like, oh my gosh, it was my first cell phone ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I also think about talking about hamsters. There was one Christmas in that house where I, you and I were doing holiday shopping together. You were in middle school. I was in high school. Maybe you were early high school actually. And I said, um, what would you like for Christmas? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And we were by PetSmart. And I said, what if I bought you a hamster? Because at this point I had my own cash a little bit. I named it Clark. And Clark was mean. Clark was a meanie, a mean little hamster. Oh. But I I remember I got the hamster, I got the cage, I got the food, I got all the bedding. And we hid it in my closet the yeah. days leading up till Christmas. And then after mom and dad went to bed on Christmas Eve, I brought the hamster out and put it behind the tree and said that it was from yeah. Santa. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: and so then when mom and dad I woke up and we were
1: opening gifts. I was like, "Wait, there's one behind the tree." No, you could hear it already, though. You could hear it (laughs) running on its wheel. It was like scary. You know? His little squeaky wheel,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I also think about, um, this is something that I love about mom because we've talked about dad a lot, but shout mm-hmm. out to mom. Mm-hmm. She is one of the best hosts in the yeah. world. Like she is the hostess with the mostest <laughs> forever. And I remember this was actually Easter, but this makes me think of Thanksgiving too, is I think it was one of the first holidays that Scott had come to spend with our family. And it was when you guys were all living in the Mississippi house. Uh-huh. And And we were in Georgia. So we were dating in Columbus. And we came to Mississippi for Easter. I think Uh it was actually. And Mitch and Lindsay were living in Mississippi. So they came over. Dad had, of course, a ton of work friends that came over. It was this huge thing. And mom had been cooking for days. I mean, hours and (laughs) hours and (laughs) hours. And I remember in the formal dining room, there was all this food laid out and Mitch and Scott still talk about this to this day. There was so much food. So, you know, they started eating and eating and eating and eating and we're just hanging out. And then mom came in and announced that the dinner was ready. And they looked at each other and they were like, the dinner? What did we just eat? And mom had made such an expansive spread of appetizers. They thought that was the Easter meal. And oh. so they. I think about that too with mom. And when I think about the holidays, even for this Thanksgiving, yeah. when you'll be here, we love to cook like things that we don't normally have, like deviled yeah. eggs or
1: pickles yeah. or like all kinds of things the pickles and, are crucial. You can't watch crucial, the just, Thanksgiving parade without the pickles.
0: I just bought them because I knew that we would have deviled eggs we would have pickles we would watch the parade and A little then we'll cucumber have this, and ranch action yep yep <laughs> we'll have some veggies and dip and then you have this huge meal after that but for yeah. Scott it's been such an adjustment because he's like there's so much food before you even have the meal I can't even eat anymore and the last few holidays he legitimately won't eat at the big meal because he's eaten so much of the appetite
1: right he doesn't even it's have room thing. for the food yeah I know I'm so excited it's gonna be re- it's gonna be really fun yeah
0: it's gonna be fun and then another fun thing I guess to end on too well hopefully it's fun. I guess we'll see what your answer is is what has it been like adding a brother into the family because we you never <laughs> had a brother so what is Scott yeah. like as a brother
1: um I mean Scott's amazing he's like literally one of my besties um I'm trying to think of the first time I met Scott, but I can't really. Like, it
0: probably was in. You were probably at Impact,
1: I would assume. But I remember, remember whenever he came to Briar Grove and he like mowed the lawn with the headlamp. <laughs> yeah, for some reason he had
0: said that he was going <laughs> to cut mom and dad's grass for them, and but he lived in Columbus, which is an hour and fifteen minutes away. Yeah, so like he drove like up that. after work to come after to cut the- work. And he
1: put a headlamp on and cut mom and dad's
0: grass with a headlamp on. And yeah, I, don't, I remember I don't know that, that was, was really
1: nice. Um, but I, I don't know. Scott's just really cool. Um, one of my favorite memories from whenever you guys were dating is it was actually at Lindsay and Mitch's wedding. Um, mm. We, I mean, Lindsay, Lindsay has been like a,
0: yeah, she's we part, didn't talk
1: about her and family, yeah. but she's been
0: at our family she's almost just of as long. She's the Wolfpack, yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, for those who don't know, Wolfpack, dad's favorite movie was The Hangover. So, we <laughs> do indeed have a Wolfpack uh, group Gentry message. Gentry Wolfpack, yep. yeah. Um, but... I remember that, you know, me, Natalie, we were there, whatever. And two of my favorite pictures. Oh my gosh, Natalie too. There's so many people in our family that we haven't talked about. Stay tuned. Episode two. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but two of my favorite pictures from just really ever that I actually have printed are from that day. And it's where Scott, he like asked me to slow dance with him. And, um, and then Natalie and dad slow dance together. Yep.
0: And yep. that was a really, I, I forget that that wedding was so special because our whole family was there yeah. because our family was so much family yeah. to Lindsay that, I mean, mom, dad, Natalie, Scott,
1: like everybody was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember that was cause I mean, I was in middle school when you were like in high school, like, and you know, of course. Ever, re- I was like, as your little sister, I thought I was Lizzie McGuire, but I was like her little brother. <laughs> and what was his name? Oh, I forget. Like I Frankie was, or like, something no, like that. No, it's like Max or Matt or something. Oh, like Max. Yeah, yeah. I full on thought I was giving Lizzie vibes, but I was actually Max, like putting a camera on the little you know, car, <laughs> remote control <laughs> car. Like, so all of your, like anyone you dated, were just like, okay, well, you know, we got to, it's your sister or whatever. And, but I, Scott genuinely, like for my birthday and stuff, like I remember when y'all were dating, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't be joint presents. It would be like, oh no, no, Scott was like at the store and he, you know, got you this. And It'd be like Mm -hmm. things that I've really actually liked. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, he's a very good gift giver. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and I I still say to this day, like he's my favorite person to give gifts to on Christmas because it's just like, we try to like do who can be like more thoughtful, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, they're very thoughtful gifts. But yeah, we stand Scott. We love Scott.
0: Yeah. Well, is there anything else you would say to the peoples in your last few minutes of your premiere on the podcast?
1: Um, you know, like, subscribe, hit that big thumbs up button, <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, no, this is awesome. I, I, whenever I got up this morning, cause I woke up at like six cause I was so nervy. Um, I was like, you know what? If someone would have told me 10 years ago, Hey, you're going to be a guest on your sister's podcast. I probably would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: i see and i would have been like a podcast who listens to podcasts you would have been like huh (laughs) yeah yeah
1: no. But, well, thanks
0: for coming on. And I think, it, I think you said this, but it would be fun to do this again because there's just so, obviously there's so much really, life and yeah. history to talk about that it was almost impossible to put it all into one conversation in yeah. one morning. But I can't think of a more appropriate guest or a more appropriate conversation to have the day before Thanksgiving. I just feel I like you have to have
1: family on. That makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah. And I'm really happy that we got to talk a little bit about like, yeah, you know, what it gives
0: us space to talk yeah
1: what it looks like just like our first i i for, completely forgot that was our first holiday and then like just the different perspectives of our grief mm. journeys and where we're at i think it's really important yeah
0: i think so too well i love you Illy. i'm excited to spend thanksgiving with you
1: <laughs> love
0: y'all I hope you enjoyed that just as much as I did. And now you've gotten to know another person who is super special in my life. And before we go today, just wanted to wish you the happiest Thanksgiving. Wherever you find yourself this holiday, even if it is without a loved one, or if it is in circumstances that are less than what you've hoped for, I just pray that it is a special time of rest and rejuvenation, and that you are able to look back on this year in gratitude and just see the ways that the Lord has been present in your life. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for meeting my little sister and I will catch up with you next week.